welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, the podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And the Oscars ended for us because we just turned the fucking TV off almost exactly one hour ago. Well, <sighs> that happened. Where do you want to start? Let's talk about the Oscars being hostless. Let's, let's talk about that. Pro. I am very Pro. It worked great. I really liked that they opened the show with the Queen performance. It was a lackluster performance. I won't lie. But that was a great way to start a show that doesn't have a host. It was a god-awful performance. But the idea of a song performance starting the Oscars, I'm fine with. Great. Just don't have Queen get up there. I, no, it would have been fine with, I was fine with Queen. But that had no energy. No. So... So that was a bummer, but great idea. And then, like, we just kept going. Here here are these people here to present this. They present it, they leave. One person on Twitter, I, I know I retweeted it, said, there's this feeling of the parents aren't home right now going on, and it's working great. It was a lot like the Golden Globes without the alcohol. A little bit. A little bit. Without the super drunkenness. It, w- it was more of like, let's go on stage, do our thing, and then leave. And it moved so quickly. It moved much better, and not in a boring way. So we're pro no host, but also I really want Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya Rudolph. I will also accept Aquafina and John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney. They were adorable together. Precious, precious people. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're all welcome back, in my opinion. And fuck, put Denai Gurira and James McAvoy on stage. Holy so, crap. So pretty. So, so pretty. And, and just having fun with uh, the bit. I, they did the bit wonderfully, and it was fun. And they, they both, like, that was the other thing. It seemed like everybody was having fun with their bit. So they also had better writers. Yeah. <coughs> so um, I think No Host is kind of a yay. I'm okay if that happens again next year. So are we going to start with overall themes of the evening, or do we just want to go bit by bit? Because I know we're going to get into... I, I think we should just go bit feelings. by bit. I'm going to say this. There was a lot of yelling. I did a lot of yelling tonight, <laughs> both for good and for not so good. I think the phrase, die in a fire, was said a lot by the both of us. Yeah. Okay, so let's start at the very bottom of our ballot. Short film animated went to bow. You know, we didn't know much about this, but cool. You took the Pixar one again. And I do forget, Bao was... It was very emotional. And surprisingly fresh take for a Pixar film. And an Asian story. Mm -hmm. So it was great. Also lovely acceptance speech. Short film live action went to Skin. The winners gave the most precious acceptance speech. They were just so excited. They won the, so excited. They won the award for most Buckwild acceptance speech ever, especially for a movie that's really fucking twisted. Yeah, but I love it. I'm really into that. Documentary short subject, period, end of sentence. Also, again, a wonderful speech. I'm not crying because I'm on my period. I'm crying because a movie about menstruation just won an Oscar. Yep. I love it. And true. Live tweet your period. Come on, people. Visual effects, oh, it didn't go to Avengers. It went to First Man, which I'm fine with. I'm curious now. I've I, I've wanted to see it a little bit because of the story. Mm-hmm. And now I'm curious as to not necessarily the acting and directing, but the visuals yeah. for that movie, how they hold up. I mean, we do like a space film. We just, when it came time to see it in the theater, it's like, it's two and a half hours long. Yeah, I don't have the energy. Film editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. 
here we go. I, I got the point for this one. I can't believe you voted for it because I retweeted this at one point. Somebody put out a while ago this whole comparison of it's the scene that they sit down with their manager for the first time. Uh-huh. And it is the most god-awful piece it's of trash. It's horrible. It is. Literally, like, everybody's looking in five different directions, and it's cu- fast-cutting across cameras, and nobody knows where to look. This is, we did not have the coverage for this scene. Exactly. Part of the other reason is that, at a certain point, it's not their fault. You now have two completely different visions of what the movie is. Yep. Like, there's a whole slew of reasons why this was bullshit. And if people did that as a sympathy vote, they were missing three incredibly well edited movies mm-hmm. black Klansman, the favorite and vice were all impeccably edited mm-hmm. and it's fucking nuts that that movie got that award yeah but i got the point so yay <laughs> production design black panther i was very excited the winner gave a beautiful speech she was gorgeous yes she was gorgeous like jennifer hudson had a very similar dress but i'm just gonna say she made Jennifer Hudson look like she was wearing a garbage bag because of how amazingly gorgeous she looked. And her speech was beautiful. And I was, I I wanted Black Panther to win, but I was really not expecting them to. This was one of several good solid wins for Black Panther that I'm very pleased that they got. Agreed. Cinematography, Roma, no surprise. This was a no-brainer. It was going to him. Quaron was, it, it was the most beautiful film of the year, hands down. Agreed. Costume design, Black Panther. Yes. I called it a fucking year ago. Thank you. Completely deserved. Ruth gave up, got up there and gave a, again, a fantastic a speech. Beautiful speech. Lovely. And she was also gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There were some just beautiful, beautiful people tonight. Makeup and hairstyling, Vice. Possibly the worst acceptance speech of the night, although I haven't heard the Farrelly's talk yet. And when I do tomorrow, after my blood pressure has gone down a bit, I guarantee you that will be at the top of my list. They just clearly had not thought through what they were doing. No. Sound mixing. Bohemian Rhapsody. We knew this one. That was a no brainer. Sound editing. Bohemian Rhapsody. This shows a complete lack of understanding of that category. Correct. The Academy has no idea what that is, and they need Mm -hmm. to explain that to these people. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, no. yeah, there's some sound effects that they use for no. it, but it's not nearly as impressive as what these other movies Honestly, are doing. Honestly, it could have gone to anybody else and I would have accepted it over Bohemian Rhapsody. Correct. Original song, Shallow. Also, I fucking called how that was staged. Heard a piano, him not playing because I could see that whole thing was framed. And then I also said, it would be great if he's just sitting at the piano with her. He gets up and he goes and sits by her. Y'all. Fuck. That was hot. I loved all the takes <laughs> about them. They're fucking. I'm not going to like disparage their relationships. That is pure. They have chemistry and they are using it for this performance. They were fucking in it. It was, it was beautiful. Sexy as hell. Beautiful and perfect way to perform that song. And they staged it beautifully. You come up from the backstage, you see them pushing the piano out, you hear them playing the guitar, and you see Bradley and Lady Gaga come up from the audience. It was beautiful. It worked great. And may I say, all of the performances were... One was decent. They were very well staged. Jennifer Hudson was a little wobbly, but fine. But Bette Midler killed it. Eh. She Bette Midlered it, and I loved it. I'm okay with that. I did love... Uh, I think it... I want to say it was Melina, but I loved it. Like, you want to get a standing ovation? Don't leave the stage. And David Rawlings and Gillian Welch did a very good performance of the song. I loved the way they were dressed. They looked amazing. And they also 
did a really good job proving why that song is, is good. good on its own. Oh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Original score went to Black Panther. Ludwig Goranson. One of the more interesting speeches of the night. I had no idea that he was roommates with roommates. Ryan Coogler. That, I love that. Bringing up your friend with you. Foreign language film. Roma. Easy what? pick. And once that happened, there was no way he was getting best picture. Mm, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. That, wasn't, that wasn't the clue there. Documentary feature. Free Solo one. We did not get this one correct. It um, was the top pick for a lot of people, but I, you know, all of these movies looked very, very good. Animated feature into the Spider Verse, of course, beautiful film, probably the most beautiful film made all year. Sorry, fuck you, Roma. This was the most beautiful film made all year. Now we get into the special categories. Adapted screenplay goes to Black Klansman. I called it. I called it. Woohoo! Woohoo! You did, and I probably lost it right here. Mm-hmm. I probably lost the the whole thing, but I've never been more happy to lose a category in yeah. my life. I was so excited. I was screaming. This is this is a time where I was screaming for happy. Uh, Spike Lee gave a wonderful speech. It was beautiful. Just seeing him and Samuel Jackson like just be adorable together. I need that gif of him jumping on him. It was adorable. It was just sweet. And you're just so happy. It, was, it reminded me a little bit of when Martin Scorsese finally got his Oscar because they've been passed over so many times. There are some similarities going on there, including an appearance. Yeah, a little bit. They're both getting shorter. Also... Not only was his speech beautiful, but it was intense and exactly the correct message that we needed to hear after the win for original screenplay. Which went to Green Book and we muted the television because we are not going to listen to those assholes talk about a movie that is garbage. I am going to read their comments later because I am interested in hearing it. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I did not want to deal with the frustration that Mm -hmm. I have with that. We're going to get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But for now, if there was a category that was never, never deserving, they did not belong on this list. No, this category should have removed Green Book and had eighth grade in it. And then I wouldn't have cared who won. Exactly. Because all were deserving except for this one. And we know that the only person who actually thanked or talked about Dr. Shirley was Mahershala Ali, who won for actor in a supporting role. I called this you did based on my feeling statistics. that not statistics it was it was a gut feeling that the academy was going to split between the boomers who actually enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. for its terrible message mm-hmm. and then the people who felt like Mahershala gave enough of a good performance in that film because he really does he does he, he does not more deserving than the other people in this category correct but also because of the hellfire that he's had to walk through dealing with the press for this movie and the fact that he was trying to do justice to this I, character. No, no, I, I can be okay with this award. I cannot be okay with any other recognition for this film. I agree. And in my mind, I was like, he's the only person for this movie that I can deal with you can, winning you, because I genuinely think he wanted to tell Dr. Shirley's story correct. as best he could. Yes. Actress in a supporting role, Regina King, if Feel Street could talk. We both called that one. And we both haven't seen it, but that will be rectified as soon as humanly possible. Correct. It's not available on any streaming service. It wasn't available for us to purchase. It wasn't playing in any place that was actually like within our ability to go to. So like, we'll be seeing it for sure. Yes. Actor in a leading role, Rami Malek. That was a beautiful speech. It was a beautiful speech. I don't want to discount 
the voices of a lot of people mm-hmm. who are frustrated about Bohemian Rhapsody winning anything, frankly. I understand. But also Rami's continued inability to speak out about the abuse allegations. Mm-hmm. And he has been given ample time to do so and still has not said anything. I think after this I, Oscars, I really hope he will. I hope he does to a degree. At the same time, he clearly does not want to spend his time talking about his time on this movie about someone who does not deserve to be talked about. He wants to talk about Freddie and his experience being with Freddie yeah. in this way. And you know what? I'm okay with that. He's not somebody who was directly abused by Brian Singer. He helped make sure he got fired for his behavior. And I can understand being like, I'm not wasting my time talking about this dude who should not be talked about anymore. Those voices are loud and clear and should be heard. Agreed. And I and I appreciate that take on it. What I wound up coming to is I was like, I know a lot of people will disagree mm-hmm. and say that other performers were maybe just as good and you could have given it to them and avoided this. But to me, I don't think that's true. I think he was the best person I, and performer I, on that stage. I agree. Again, we've said it. The only reason Bohemian Rhapsody is as good as it is is because of Rami Malek. It just is. And I do like that he called it, I wasn't the obvious choice, but it seemed to work out. There are plenty of good reasons to to be down on this movie yes. and to avoid this movie at of all course. costs. And I totally get why you would. It's, I think he earned that Oscar. I, I agree. Plain and simple. And I hope that he uses this to further these stories. I like that that's what he said, that, I, that we can see this as this is what people want to hear these stories. And so that part was very beautiful in his speech. And I think that's also him calling out the fact that I know we didn't include enough of Freddie's story in this movie. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Olivia Colman. I was so happy. She is the most precious winner. Ever. She turned into like a little five-year-old. Like what? What are we? Hi. Right at the end, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. And, and Gaga's just like, Hi. hi. <laughs> Like and then like Glenn Close, I'm I'm sorry. And Glenn's just like you're fine. It's like it's you know I'm used to it, honey. <laughs> it's like you won. Here's the thing: I haven't seen the wife. No. I can't judge that. Okay. No. There are so many people who are like, this is her win, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways, the way they talked about it is like this movie from Glenn Close was directly talking about oh. that experience she has. Yeah. Except that that's a shitty reason to win this award. We we see so many times people get Oscars for their career and not their performance. If Glenn had won, nobody would discount it. Correct. Because she is apparently that good in this Here's movie. Here's the thing. All of the women nominated deserved their spot in this category. It was a tough I, category. It, it is. And I, I will welcome that every single year above... Well, they don't deserve this. This is garbage. But I look up and down this list and I am hard pressed to see anybody who gave a more incredible, amazing, forceful performance. It's the same thing with Rami. Would this movie still be good without you? Maybe. But I don't. I I can't. I can't envision anybody doing it. But here's the thing. Every other movie that was nominated, every role that was nominated in the same category, I can go, yeah, you could you could get anybody else for that role. Anybody else for that role. And that movie would still be good. I can't say that for her spot. I might argue that a little bit with Yalitza only because of the very specific nature of the that's role. Fair. Uh, that's fair. But still... But Olivia Coleman, She is so good in that movie <gasps> and she is the glue that holds that movie together. And I'm so looking forward to her in The Crown. <sighs> I'm going to get two seasons of her in The Crown. I'm so, so excited. Right, director. 
Alfonso Caron. I nailed it. You did? You did? But I did get one point because he was my second place. You did. This was when I knew. You knew he There was, was no way Romo would win. Yeah. And it really just came down to the same thing that I thought from before. This is his movie. It's incredibly personal. Uh-huh. He's been up for so many awards. He has won, I think, mostly cinematography stuff. Yes. And writing. But he has been involved with the Oscars for so long. And this is kind of his magnum opus. I think they said he's been nominated 10 times. Exactly. 10 times, one three is what they said. That sounds right. He put together this magnum opus of a film, which I don't think is his best. Uh But personally, it's so important to him. And nobody else but him could have made this movie. That's fair. I don't think it's perfect. And I think he could have done certain things better. But... They made the the statement Guillermo did, which was so beautiful, of mm-hmm. everybody on this list made incredibly personal movies. Yes. And nobody on this list got anything cut from this movie they didn't want cut. You have uncompromised visions, and you should all be proud to have that. Correct. And that's absolutely true. And in a year where that's being celebrated, Quarones is the one that goes to the top of that list. Okay. So Roma won three of the awards they were nominated for. Yes. Cinematography, directing, and foreign language. Um, and so- there's the thing, like, Alfonso's the front of all of that. No, I, I agree. He deserves it. He he gave his speech three times very sweetly. Mm-hmm. It was precious. He always started with thanking the two actresses. Because they, they were the they movie. Were the, and he said, they're the film. Mm-hmm. Without them, this doesn't happen. And he's correct. So that's great. And now we get to the dumpster fire that is the best picture. And the Green Book won. And we just started screaming. And then at 10, 14, our time, we turned off the television because we were not going to listen to anything else. Because that's what we said. If Green Book wins, we're turning off the TV. I do not care. I have read already that Peter Farrelly's remarks were, it starts with Vigo, which is so encapsulating of how white and grotesque and racist this film is. Uh I I can't describe how pissed off I am about it. I'm, I'm disappointed. Because the thing that we have been yelling is what is being reverberated. And it's saying, yeah, yeah, pe- white people love movies where they get to pretend this is progressive and they don't have to deal with their own racism and the consequences of that thinking, of that behavior, of what they've reinforced. So people who may not have done anything directly get to feel like, oh, see, that's not the plight of the black man anymore. And it's just like, fuck you, it's worse. There are people who are going to come by water coolers and say, you know, I thought it was a great movie. And I don't know how else to say it, but like, you don't seem to understand the problem here. My problem with this movie wasn't even that it was bad, mm-hmm. because that's the insidious part of this. It is this competent. Is a good movie. It is competently made enough uh-huh. and well done and well written uh-huh. enough to trick people into thinking that its message is good. It is pure manipulation and it's unconscious manipulation Uh because none of these guys who made this movie, none of these white dudes think that it's damaging, but it's so incredibly damaging. Oh, absolutely. One of our friends from college, her name's Fran, said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. White people love movies about racism where white people are the good guys, especially when the white person doesn't have to confront the damage done by their past racism. And I think that sums it up pretty perfectly of why people are thinking that this movie is so great. And I I am not looking forward to because everybody, you know, my office knows that I'm the hot takes movie person. And I have made it very clear. This movie's horrible. And it sends a horrible message to people about racism. 
And for most people, I've left it at that. And for the people who I can have a more heated, elaborate discussion, I've I've been very plain about what we've discussed here. And I'm just not looking forward to having to deal with that at work <laughs> because they're going to want to talk about it. And I'm just going to have to be like, this is garbage. There's been some other people point out on Twitter tonight, too. And I'm I'm actually really interested in the longer takes that are going to come out. Yes. Because there are already... You know, mm-hmm. the LA Times already put out this is the worst best picture winner in a decade. I'm yeah. reminded that I think it's almost 15 years ago that Crash won. It's the same situation mm-hmm. where people are angry. And okay, let's talk about this. We know why this happened. The vote got split. Yeah the the general feeling was that Green Book had a chance of winning if the votes for the more prominent mm-hmm. best picture winners got split. And the guess, I mean. We don't know this uh-huh. because we can't see the numbers. Correct. But the guess on our part is the three front runners that I kept thinking of as best picture were The Favorite, right. Roma, uh-huh. and, and A Star, Star is Born. Born. Those are the three best movies of this year. Correct. Maybe, maybe Black, Black Panther, Panther or Black Klansman. Yeah, sure. Depending on how we saw things. Also, Bohemian Rhapsody got a lot of play late in the uh-huh. year. So maybe that was the one that got in. But regardless, somehow the votes got split Lit. on best picture from the vast majority of the voters uh-huh. and then the older boomers they in that academy for, they all went for green book bid at green book as oscar bait uh-huh and it got enough votes to win the plurality so there's eight films in the category this year if everyone voted evenly they'd all get about 12 percent of the vote so somehow with that many films if green book just got 13 14 percent of the vote it wins which is kind of fucked up. We should do a little more tiered voting, but we already we have a we have an electoral system we need to fix. Well, and let's be clear. I don't know that we've seen a situation like that a lot in Oscars history. We don't know because we don't have the numbers. Well, here's the other thing: is we've only expanded the category to over five for the last what five six years, maybe. Right. And that is if they can go up to ten. They don't have to. This year they only did eight. And we've had consensus winners. Yeah. I mean, or, or the past where, few... where, okay, so like last year, it was either Get Out or uh, Shape, of, Shape Water. of Water. We knew it was going to be one of the two. It was one of the two. And so Shape of Water won. And I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. But like, if you told me it got 70% of the vote, and I think it was in a pool of like nine, I would have been like, all right, I believe you. I believe you. No problem. That's fine. But this is one where I'm like, no, I want a consensus. I want an actual popular vote on this one. I want to know. I want to know how many people actually voted for that movie. I mean, it's the Academy. They're a private institution. They're not required they to give us any information. PricewaterhouseCoopers is going to keep it in a vault for decades upon decades. At least. But I, that's what I would want. That's what I would be curious about. By how much did it win? How much did it win by? That's what I want to know. Because... I yeah, I want the qualification of how this one because we know that's how we have the president we have. This is bullshit. <laughs> like I mean, this is this is how the racist white people win. Okay, that's just how it happens by default. By default, seriously. So number talk, one, talk about participation trophies. Come if you're on. looking for a little bit of hope and raise the sunshine here, okay, that's one point. Is that it seems as though the top front runners got split. Yeah. And this just emerged as the highest vote getter and won, unfortunately. The other thing to think about, and uh, somebody put this out there, was that 
Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book are going to age poorly and just disappear off the face of the planet. Correct. Bohemian Rhapsody has this great performance, but all in all, it's kind of a fun movie, but pretty mediocre if you well, think about and it. He, and here's the thing about for Rami Malek. The thing he will be most remembered for is Mr. Robot. Of course. Cur- currently, until he does his next giant thing. Yes. I will always remember him as the creepy guy on that episode of Gilmore Girls, but that's a different thing because it's me. And Mahershala Ali... He did make history. He is now matched with Denzel Washington as having two performance Oscars. And that's great. That's wonderful. I'm not going to discredit his performance at all. We saw a lot of people of color win tonight. That's awesome. The movies that are going to stand out from this year are the ones that didn't get the awards. The favorite. A Star is Born will endure, I think. A Star is Born will be fine. It will be the movie that it should have gotten more Oscars. It only got one. It only won one. I know it won the most important one for that film though let's be fair if a, a movie about music you better win that music award Black Klansman is a late stage high note for Spike yeah. Lee mm-hmm. it's on par it's not quite as good but it's on par with Do the Right Thing his masterpiece we are going to focus on his films that I personally have not seen Black Panther is a historic giant studio film And so that's just going to give that much more fuel to more superhero films of color, which I love. I think Vice will hopefully get seen by more people. I really hope so, because it's got a really important message to tell. I mean, I just... I would would tell you just, if you haven't seen any of these movies this year... Please see all of them. Please, please make sure you see Black Panther if you haven't seen it. Come on. See every one of these movies, except Green Book... Correct. Don't put yourself through that trouble and don't give them the satisfaction of giving them your money. And Bohemian Rhapsody, if you want a dumb movie about Queen, go see it. If you want a sing-along film, like think of it like Mamma Mia, only with Queen. But don't go into it expecting anything more than that. And also make the conscious decision that if you don't want to support the people who made that movie, I totally understand. That's fair. I get it. The nice thing is this should make people more conscious about the decisions they're going to make when they're watching movies. Well, we're already seeing more ripples. We're seeing a lot more headlines of people are like, I'm pulling out of this movie because you hired that dude. I'm not doing this because you hired that dude. Or, oh, like Russian Doll is getting so much publicity because the entire thing from, from top to bottom is all women. All women's writers room, all women directors, female-led cast. And it's a great, it's a really interesting show. Like, it's good. I'm very curious. I believe they've got two more seasons contracted. So I'm, I'm into that. So I like what's happening. I'm really not happy about this whole Green Book situation. Mm-hmm. But We were left tonight with a super sour note. Yes. It was a downer. But a I downer. also think none of us have been surprised by decisions like that coming down. And more importantly, up and down this ballot, there are tons of women who won. Yes. Female-led projects. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people of color. Yep. There's lots of great stories that are nominated in here that are that didn't win. There were a lot of deserved nominations. There were very few things that we looked at and said, this fucking movie doesn't deserve to be anywhere on this list. There was very little of that, which is nice to see. Exactly. That's great. So I don't and think this Oscars is a total loss. No, no, it's not. It's just a shame that such a problematic film was given the highest honors. And there are lots of people who are putting out really good messages about why this movie should not should. be representative of this year in and, movies. And, and, there's also, and what, what I do like is that while Green Book won Best Picture and won Best Original Screenplay, they can pivot to Black Klansman 
that one best adapted screenplay is like this is what we need to be looking at because this is the film with the proper message mm-hmm. the, the message that people need and need to yeah. hear right now so, and that wraps up our season <laughs> yeah so if you had been keeping track i won <laughs> i won i won by one point yeah you did last year like we said when black Klansman won that pretty much sealed my fate there was a chance that somehow if the favorite pulled off a miracle that we would have tied. We would have tied because it was my second choice and it was David's first choice. But I don't think there's any way that that was going to happen. So I got 19 points and David got 18. So I win. I get to override a veto this year. I don't think there's anything we're going to veto, but you never know. I don't know. We'll see. So we're going to take a month off. We need it. We need a break. We've got four shows running and we, we just need a break. We need a break from releasing. We love doing films. We're definitely going to be doing a ton of work during this time off, but we will be back in April. And we're going to start with going through some directors. And we're going to start with Kubrick because I've seen like nothing of Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick is my favorite director of all time. The thing is, is I don't know that I would force Kubrick on anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. But what's going to be nice is you are definitely curious about Stanley Kubrick enough that it will be more fun to walk through because I think he is a director that is hit or miss for people. But if you fall in love with him, Mm -hmm. you fall in love with everything he does. The thing I do know about Stanley Kubrick that I'm very curious in is is process. He is very detail oriented. He's very into his process. And I find process fascinating well i think you're gonna get a ton of that so i'm i am looking forward to all of that i know some of these these are gonna be some long films these are gonna be a lot of films which means we'll have some really interesting conversations we should and it'll be really interesting to talk through them and then of course we're gonna get back on our bond we're gonna do some bond again because that was so much fun and we gotta we gotta do the roger moore it's time for roger moore and of course we'll be doing some more patreon We'll have some more movies for our Riverdale Doghouse fans because a lot of those actors have decided to do films. <laughs> so we're going to be doing some of those in our Patreon. If oh, those that's, come the, out. that's the veto override right <sighs> there. Shit. Uh, you can't, I don't uh, want to see those. You can't override films. We have to watch for our other show. <laughs> oh, no. So if you need a little bit more of us during this downtime, you can go become a Patreon subscriber at the $2 and up level. You'll get access to all of our exclusive content. We've done a couple of extra movies we have all of our chilling adventures of sabrina coverage up there that episode on apocalypse now y'all is really good it's a really fun conversation from us if you could join at the two dollar level you can get that right away start off yeah so until april bye everybody bye Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.